0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. It don't- Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetite Podcast. I am Roy Burton and alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing today, Chanel?
1: I am tired.
0: Tired. Yeah, tired. Long, week, long, long week, long at week the, at the work's dead, but we are fresh and ready to go for this edition. Episode number 175 of the John Appetite Podcast. And as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We have a very special episode in store for you guys. We took a trip back to a place we've been before, but it's a little, different little spin on this one. This time we're going to Giuseppe's Market, which is, what would you call it? Um, the retail front end of Samuels and Sons? It's like a fishmonger.
1: Yeah, the well the, the uh, But their part that allows the general public to right, buy. Right. Because their main clientele, customer, are restaurants around. I guess it's more than the tri-state area because they are in New York. Like, if you, like, drive to New York, you'll see their trucks. If you drive around New Jersey, you see their trucks. Philly. They supply um, seafood and seafood items. Samuels and Sons, yes. Via Samuels and Sons Mm -hmm. to restaurants. But they also allow the general public. To buy fresh seafood, great items via Giuseppe and Sons. Yeah,
0: Giuseppe's Market. Yeah, this is the 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 front end. And again, we talked about Samuels and Sons on the podcast.
1: We have a whole episode. Uh, Have a whole
0: episode. We have a
1: picture on IG holding a fish. Yeah, (laughs) no,
0: it was it was an amazing chance to kind of go inside and see the the inner workings of the fishmonger and kind of see again where the fish, how the fish gets to Philadelphia, how it gets to your restaurant. Again, we had a chance to talk through that whole process. Um, with uh, Samuels and Sons, uh, not quite a year ago. So check out that episode, the Samuels and Sons episode yeah, of the podcast. And yeah, yeah, back when back when the world was different. Um, yeah. But check that out again. They're still working. They're still they're still they're still supplying restaurants and. And all sorts of places around the Delaware Valley and outside the Delaware Valley, but they're supplying your kitchens as well. So
1: I was gonna say they're supplying you too.
0: Exactly. So we're gonna talk about that in the second segment of today's show. Before we get to that, we have some closing sadly due to the coronavirus because, you know, as as you all know, the economic situation for restaurants is pretty difficult. Um, and and has been um, for the past six months or so. So we'll talk about that and, and, you know, what's the the future of the Philadelphia restaurant scene going to look like, you know, once this is all over. And, of course, as always, we have some upcoming events and some invitations to hand out for Sunday dinner. So a very, very packed episode of the John Appetit podcast. But before we get into anything, as always, we want to thank you guys out there for listening to us and supporting us. Um, as you do, whether it's your first episode or whether it's your 175th episode, we want to thank you for listening and checking us out here at John Appetit. We had a nice listenership last week for the show, and hopefully that continues on and on because we have some really cool stuff planned for you guys. We have some cool stuff that we're going to announce hopefully next week or next next episode on this show that we want to uh, kind of keep you guys in a loop on. So please keep it locked here for that. But as always, please while you listen to the show, follow us on every and each and every social media platform: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at John Appetit on each and every one. hashtag John Appetit. Oh, we got an email. We got to talk about an email we got. Right, we got the lobster roll thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Did we
1: got get a a response on the
0: lobster. Thank roll. you guys. As always, again, if you want to send us an email as well, hit us up johnappetit at gmail.com. We try to make it as easy as possible you can to DM contact us. us
1: via... What's via, that one? The Facebook, Instagram.
0: the Facebook, the Instagram, I the Twitter,
1: instant message on Facebook. I yeah, don't know. All Facebook Messenger, Facebook Messenger,
0: know. Instagram, DM, all that good stuff. Or you can go oh, use our contact phone. You can use our contact form on our webpage, page. dot com as well. Uh, Kiara reached out to us again because uh, I think we've heard from her before. She yeah, said, I feel like we have. yeah, so she said she's a born and raised Mainer turned Philadelphian here. Most Mainers prefer mayo over butter on their lobster rolls. This is from our conversation from before. She said, not me. Yuck. All right, I'll continue with but, the wait, email. But what
1: did she say about, you got to okay. explain why.
0: She says, the I think the biggest difference between a Maine lobster roll and lobster rolls from New England states is that we, the Mainers, prefer to eat ours cold.
1: So cold lobster with mayo makes sense. Right. It's cold. Yeah. You know,
0: cold lobster with butter doesn't make as much sense.
1: It doesn't make that much sense. right? Although there is a place that does cold lobster with butter, but as long as you tell them, don't put mayo on it, you're good. Right. Um, but that makes (laughs) me understand more why people in Maine Mm -hmm. like mayo because it's cold. It's like, a like I call it a lobster salad.
0: It's not a lobster. It's just cold lobster. When they get mayo. So the the typical main and price probably, probably a question for Kiara. The typical main lobster isn't salady, right? It's just cold lobster pulled I out just, the
1: when water. things have mayo in a dressing like fashion. I consider it salad, right? Like even tuna when you put the mayo. I know they just call it tuna or whatever. But you it's kind of it like salad. a tuna salad, you know, because there are sandwiches that just come with tuna, mm-hmm. like a like an old fashioned tuna, it's sandwich. A tuna sandwich. It's just straight tuna on it. There's right. no like mayo unless you tell them to put it on the bread or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I consider a, a tuna with the mayo and all that, I consider that tuna salad. But I know a lot of people consider tuna salad when you put the pasta in it and all that stuff. And I think that's where you and I are having the miscommunication. Because when you think lobster salad, you're thinking celery, celery, pasta, like the whole. No, I just think celery. Well, a lot of times it does have celery. Think about all the restaurants you went to with lobster rolls, chunks of celery. So is that a lot?
0: I guess, again, take the roll out for a second. Mm -hmm. So the lobster and the mayo and the celery and whatever, thats to me, that's a salad, a lobster salad. You took the celery out and just had lobster just, and just mayo on the bread. Yeah, that's you, just lobster. That's just lobster Not meat. on
1: the bread. You said take the bread out. So if I g- chop up lobster and yes. I put mayo in it and that's all I do.
0: That's, that's lobster meat.
1: But it's not. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> it's lobster salad. It just doesn't have celery.
0: The green. The green makes it the salad. Oh, that's my oh, that's my that's I'm my rule the green right. makes it the salad
1: so when i make tuna here mm-hmm. you, you put something green in that, it. there's no green in no the tuna. so it's not
0: salad. salad like when i made tuna the other day
1: what, that's just tuna to you yeah
0: that's just tuna to me because it's not really a salad you put here. mayonnaise
1: in it it makes yeah. it a salad
0: does mayonnaise make a salad joanapetit yeah. at gmail.com well,
1: egg and you chop it up and you put mayonnaise in it what is that
0: does mayonnaise make a salad <laughs> what is it joanappetit at gmail.com i'm asking people to
1: (laughs) but i want you to answer if i take an egg i chop it up and i put mayonnaise and stir it up what is that
0: thank you kiara for responding to our (laughs) debate egg
1: salad from
0: last week on the show again facebook instagram twitter at joanappetit joanappetit at gmail.com or hit us up on the the, uh the page as well joanappetit.com uh, so thank you guys as always for listening to us and, and chiming in on our, our crazy debates here this on the is show. my life. Shout out as always it's
1: being ignored when I'm right. To our friends
0: over the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Again, you have our show, you have my other show, The Broad Street Line, you have the flagship show, War Room Sports, you have Tissue and the Tape Podcast, and you have On the Couch with the Wilson. So TV fans, sports fans, food fans, music fans, whatever you enjoy, War Room Sports Podcast Network has you covered. So check them out today. And every day. Also, big shout out to Tay Diggs for giving us a follow on the Twitter machine. And congratulations to our other friend, Padma Lakshmi. I saw on the Twitter machine that Taste of the Nation she, she's your friend. was picked up, our friend was picked up for season two know. on the Hulu. She retweeted the Joan Appetit uh, Twitter account one time. Taste of the Nation picked up for season two. Congrats. Now, this is where we start having issues. Uh oh. This is where we start having issues. Why? If we get to season three of this show. And there's no Philadelphia. And there's no Philadelphia. I'm going to have to send a strongly worded DM, even though I can't because she doesn't follow us back, a strongly worded DM to someone in charge of the Taste of Nation Nation um, production to, to come to Philly. That is all. She got a couple of years for that, though. So congrats, season two. Um, this is awesome.
1: So apparently, some higher ups at Top Chef aren't too keen on Philly.
0: I'm sure they aren't. Because they've done 17 seasons of this, or at least. I might be a couple of seasons off. And they haven't been here yet. And they've been to other cities twice. So clearly, Philly's not the thing. Well, no
1: one's going anywhere now.
0: Oh, now. You could have done this 17 years ago, (laughs) whenever this thing started.
1: Okay, we're going on a tangent. Anyway.
0: Anyway, anyway. uh, we got to get to our All Black Everything segment. And we want to shout out um, Omar Tate, who is a chef and a writer, um, who is trying to open up Honeysuckle Community Center. Now, this is... um, Birth from the idea of these pop-ups that he uh, he's, he ran in New York City, that focused on Black American cuisine, Black American food. He brought those pop-ups here to Philadelphia, but he wants to make that pop-up into a kind of fully fleshed-out physical space with a cafe and a market, a community space, and all this will be located in West Philadelphia, which is a perfect place for uh, something like this because West Philadelphia, as a lot of you probably know, um, is basically a food desert. There's not a lot of places for people to get fresh food and to enjoy food, of you know, quality food of any sort um, much less, you know, black American food that will be provided by Honeysuckle Community Center. So Omar Tate is, um, he has a GoFundMe to raise money for this project that he hopes to open in 2022. He says that the goal is 25 uh, $250,000 um, that will cover the cost of buying the property and staffing and renovations and all that stuff. Um, so he has a GoFundMe for this. You can search for Honeysuckle Community Center on GoFundMe or check out the recent Philly Mag article about uh, Chef Tate. Again, he's a chef. He's a writer. He's worked at Fork and Russet here in Philadelphia before going to New York City. So he's you know pretty acclaimed. He
1: associated with um, South Philly Barbacoa?
0: Yeah, he had the pop-up there. Yeah, so South Philly Barbacoa, which we'll talk about later, um, did a series or does a series of pop-ups with various chefs, and he had the Honeysuckle pop-up there. But again, he's trying to turn this into a fully fledged kind of concept here. So please go to his GoFundMe page. Again, Honeysuckle Community Center. Check it out. Donate if you can. Share he if you has can. He a
1: video you can watch uh, where he explains what he's trying to do.
0: Yeah. And, you know, more chefs doing things like this is just is just great for everybody. Again, Especially
1: in the midst of uh, all that's going on now. We can see that um, every, sorry, <laughs> we can see that. Every little thing helps, and we can see where more help is needed in our society.
0: Yeah, and and, and help is definitely needed in West Philadelphia because again, there aren't places like this in West Philadelphia. Again, for people to have, you know, community space where they can again get fresh, fresh groceries, where they can get you know quality food and you know not you know the McDonald's at 52nd Street or or, or anything like that. Again, this is a good quality place where people and, and they'll probably have classes here as well, which will be awesome. So. Again, we're rooting for Honeysuckle Community Center to succeed. Please check out their Facebook page. Again, if you want more information, uh, again, Chanel said there's a video on, on their GoFundMe page and uh, the Philly Mag article, which is from, I believe it was from yeah July 29th of, of this year. Go to fooboos.com and check out the article on Omar Tate and Honeysuckle Community Center. All right, Philly, what is new? Well, what's new, sadly, is a closing of a restaurant that we talked about before on this show, but hopefully... They'll relocate somewhere nearby very soon. That is High Street on Market, um, which won a bunch of awards. Um, It's always on the top 50 list for the Philly Mag Best Restaurants in the City. Um, They're an old city cafe and a bakery. They are planning on closing in mid-September. This is largely due to a massive rent increase, but it's also partly due to the coronavirus as well. Um, Their lease is up September 30th, but they plan on closing before that. The plan now is for them to relocate Location TBD. Um, so, if you have any information on that, we will let you know. Now, the restaurant that uh, they also own next door, Fork, is going to continue to operate, but High Street on Market will not be there in a month and change from now. High Street on Market has some has some really good food. There's no moratorium
1: mm-hmm. on raising rents
0: for commercial especially, spaces.
1: Yeah, especially during this time.
0: I don't know how commercial spaces work.
1: I would think. That you wouldn't want your tenants to leave during like this
0: time because maybe. it will be harder to get people to replace them. I yeah. would, imagine. yeah, I would think so. No. I, well, I, why? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Again, like, whether or not you can raise your own commercial property, you know, I'm pretty in, 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 sure you can. In, in, no, in the but, midst of a pandemic, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. you
1: can, but. I would think, I would be thinking, is it good business at this point? Yeah. So, like, especially with a, a restaurant the, space. Yeah, especially like with it, a restaurant like this. And a, a popular, like, restaurant like this. When everything bounces back, this mm-hmm. is, you know, a popular restaurant. I just don't understand not wanting to try to hold on to, like, your tenants. Right, right. But, okay.
0: Yeah, so... Hopefully, we'll have some news on the new location for High Street Normal Market. Again, they're closing the Old City Cafe. So, if you want to get down there, get some of their incredible bread and incredible food. Again, they're open for brunch. And, and they're pretty much an all-day spot. So, if you want to get down there, um, try to get down there within the next month or so before they close at that location for good. Speaking of closings, there's a bunch of other closings. And we mentioned this on the show you know, a few episodes back. There's going to be a lot of restaurants that aren't going to make it through yeah. um, this crisis. Good ones, is, Yeah, too. there's some really good restaurants. That aren't going to make it through this uh, process. A um, place that I think we briefly talked about on the show, Poi Dog in Renton House, they're yes. going to they're, they're closing. Um, they have closed. I think they're officially closed now. It's a Hawaiian restaurant. It's probably one of like the five places around here you can get like good poke. They and started
1: out as a food truck. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: Don't know if they're going to. I don't think the food truck's coming back either. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're kind of close for good. Um, oh, and again, like, again, it's really hard to find Hawaiian restaurant Hawaiian food around here. And they did they did it well, um, but they have closed. Uh, the vegan bar V Street, which is a Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. they've um, they're closed or they've closed. Uh, the Saxby's in Rittenhouse is closed. Twentieth and Walnut.
1: And I just have a comment on that because uh, I'm seeing a pattern of these Rittenhouse closings, and a lot of that is due to the fact that a lot of the businesses around there are their staff is working from home, right. so they're not getting the lunch traffic that they're used to, and some of them with the dinner traffic. So this this makes me concerned and, yeah. and nervous because there's a lot of great restaurants around Great there. restaurants. And they're just not getting the traffic that they normally would get yeah. um, if people were working in the office buildings down right.
0: there. Right. So he has a lot of great restaurants. Again, like you said, there was th- those three were all in Rittenhouse House and they were really all good restaurants.
1: They're in the same exact area. They were all in, their, in the area where I work.
0: Yeah. Um, outside of Rittenhouse, House, uh, the Filipino restaurant Lalo that was inside the Boris, they're closed. Um, as well, I believe they started out as a food truck as well. I'm not sure, um, but they're closed. Um, R2L um, and Liberty Place to Liberty Place, Same, similar, you know, area. similar area. They they've closed, and the Broad and Walnut Wawa. Is closed as well. Same. Again, that was only open in 20, 2015 So it's only been open for five years.
1: It shows you how the businesses down there, all the offices, the large businesses, were sustaining all these, you know, all these restaurants, all these, all these restaurants, other businesses yeah. and
0: bars and and yeah.
1: When it got too dangerous to continue to come in to work it just impacted everything around. Yeah, no, no traffic. is really making me sad because when it all bounces back and we all end up going back into our offices, it's going to be a totally different landscape. Totally
0: different landscape. It's only going to be, again, a select few of these places that are going to be able to sustain, you know, for this, you know, whatever period of time between now and, you know, the new normal comes uh, where people are back to work. You know, a lot of these businesses, again, unless they get some help from the federal government, they're not going to be able to kind of, you know, last another six months or so.
1: Isn't Tom Colicchio fighting for that? Yeah, I
0: mean, every a lot of people are fighting for it. I mean, and again, like it's, I mean, it's probably well, it's not probably, it's definitely overdue. I mean, because yeah. again, like these restaurants, again, they've been closed basically. You know, they haven't had, been able to, they haven't been able to have inside um, traffic for for five, you know, five months more or less. Um, only a few are even able to kind of figure out a way to do it. Outdoor dining, but um, then
1: at that point, it's just it's mainly to the people who live around right. there, and it's not. If you think about it in that vicinity, yeah. how many people live? Right. In that area. Right. Yeah. And but
0: even still, it's like you know how many how many how many covers do you need to do of outdoor dining for you to for for you to make it reasonable for you to be open? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you got to staff the place and you got to turn the lights on. And you got to you know you got to heat the place. Only so. Get
1: what twenty five percent? Yeah. So
0: it's so it's kind of tough. So again, so prayers up for all these restaurants because again, like it's you know, hopefully they can all make it right. out on the other side. You know, but it, the reality is there's gonna be there's a lot of restaurants that aren't gonna be around again. You know, six months from now. Um, again, whenever this is all over and when people are, are back to work, um, downtown in Philly and all over the country, no, this is, this is all over the country. Um, there is a new restaurant that is opening. Um, and this is in Northern Liberties in the Piazza and this is called Anejo and Anejo brings Mexican flavors to 1001 North 2nd street. Again, this is right in that Piazza area, um, in Northern Liberties. Now this is. I guess I'm going to call it a chain. There's two in New York. So is it a chain, technically?
1: No, because Han's not a chain. Yeah,
0: it's not a chain. Yeah, not so a there's chain. two in New York, and this is the first one in Philly. So there's three. It's not really a chain.
1: Chains are where you can get franchises. It's like Carabas, yeah. That's a chain. Yeah, Carrabba's is a chain. Yeah, and like, we could go get a Carrabba's. That, I think no, that's we can't get I mean. a Carrabba's. We, we can buy, but we can you know buy I mean. Carrabba's. But you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I, know what like, mean. I know what you mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. or Chick-fil-A. No, you we don't. You need they like, will not let us get Chick-fil-A. Like a
1: quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, they wouldn't let Haters. us have a Chick-fil-A. Haters. Jerks. Uh, <laughs>
0: so, yeah, again, this is a Mexican restaurant. Again, it's the first one in Philadelphia, and they, they specialize in margaritas. Margaritas are their thing, and they come in 16-ounce sizes. That's the regular the regular margarita 16 ounces. It will cost you 15 to $17, depending on your kind of tequila and how you want it. You can get a double margarita, and it will cost you double. If you want to drink a 32-ounce margarita by yourself, you, my friend, are an American hero. And I would like to hang out with you. Because those are... You can I can probably do it. Yeah, you can. I can do probably it. do it. <laughs> yeah, they have classic and flavored margaritas. And, of course, they have um, Mexican food. Guacamole and salsas. They have tacos. You look at their menu. By the I thing.
1: sure did.
0: Anything on the, on the menu kind of kind of jump out at you?
1: So the lamb barbacoa tacos yeah, look man. good. Uh, the short rib tacos. Mm-hmm. And the breast of sprouts, they have Mexican chorizo, cherry chipotle gastric, and crispy sprout leaves. That looks really good to me. Yeah,
0: some good looking stuff. And they also have... Uh, uh,
1: octopus tostada yeah. and a pork belly tostada.
0: Pork belly tostada, yeah. The mushroom quesadilla and duck enchiladas, which I'm That's all you curious about. Well, you are scared of duck? Don't be no, scared. it's like super greasy. It's greasy. Don't be scared yeah. of it.
1: It's good. I'm not scared of
0: That's it. That's good. So, Anejo, they are open, again, in Northern Liberties at the Piazza. 1001 North 2nd Street if you want to check them out. Emmy Squared has taken their party or their restaurant to the roof. Now Emmy Squared is at 632 South 5th Street again it's the Philadelphia location of the Emmy Squared franchise again they're not a, they're not a chain. Um, but this is our the Philly one. And now instead of just eating well you can't eat in the restaurant, but you can eat on top of the restaurant. So you can go on the weekends only to what they call the rooftop at Emmy Squared. And they serve their full menu from their downstairs location. So if you've ever, ever been to Emmy Squared or if you listen to us talk about the New York version of Emmy Squared, go to Emmy Squared, get the Le Big Matt burger, get the Colony Square pizza, and then you good. you good. good.
1: You're it good comes go. with fries, the burger. There's other stuff on the fries. menu, and I'm There's sure they're stuff. fine. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. But if you want the best. You get that burger. Mm-hmm. You get that Colony Square. Mm-hmm. Burger comes with the waffle sp- fries. Two of you split the burger, split the, the pizza. pizza
0: you're good you're to go. go. You're good to you're go. These get are the
1: you a, a cocktail. Their cocktails are really good. Like, go ahead.
0: These are uh, Detroit style pizzas, and they have a bunch of different ones. And again, they're all probably great. Um, but the Big Mac burger, Lay Big Mac burger, <laughs> which uses Pat La beef, which is awesome. Which?
1: Who else uses Pat La beef?
0: Uh, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. He's his pal of Frida yeah. Beef.
1: You can't so, go wrong with restaurants that use Pat Lafrida.
0: Yeah, this is some of the best the best beef out there. So again, it's like a Big Mac, like a Big Mac, an elevated version of a McDonald's Big Mac. No,
1: it's nothing like a Big
0: Mac. It's yes, it is. It has the all, two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, yeah, pickles on it. Don't
1: don't uh-uh. don't say it's
0: nothing like a it Big Mac.
1: Nothing like
0: don't a say Mac. nothing like a Big Mac. It
1: it has it's elements an elevated, that are said, called the same.
0: It's an elevated version of a Big Mac. It,
1: no, that burger's fantastic. Bur- Big Mac is not. Or it has never been fantastic. All
0: right. Anyhow, Lay Big Mac, Lay County Square, (laughs) Lay County County Square Pizza. You are good to go. If you don't like spicy (laughs) stuff, yeah, you don't like spicy stuff. They have other stuff for you as well. Um, No reservations for the rooftop at Emmy Squared. First come, first served. It's from five to nine. So if you want to get there and you get a spot on the rooftop, just get there at five. Again, just don't 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 play the don't play the guessing game. Don't play the waiting game. Get there. Get you some good food. Emmy Squared, six thirty two South Fifth Street in Philadelphia. Finally, Lay's has released Gino's cheesesteak flavored chips. Uh-uh. Now, this flavor is inspired by a cheesesteak from Gino's with Whiz and fried onions. Uh-uh. This is part of Lay's flavor icon series. They have a carnitas flavor from uh-uh. an L.A. restaurant. Uh-uh. They have Nashville hot chicken. Uh-uh. They have New York pizza, the Grimaldi's, and they have the these chips, uh-uh. the cheesesteak flavored chips. Now, I have met Gino Vento. He's a very charming man. He's a a good dude. Get that money, Gino. Every little bit of it, the latest gives you. However, if I had a cheesesteak flavored after, uh, excuse me, a chip flavored after a Philadelphia cheesesteak, it'd probably be Delosantro's. That is all. I know you have thoughts. (sighs) I
1: I, I just don't, I don't think this is going to be good. Just like I don't think that hot chicken one. Like, the only time these Lay's flavored chips have ever worked out was the dill pickle one.
0: Which is disgusting.
1: That was good. And there was one more. The, um, I feel like the chicken and waffles. I was going to say, one.
0: like, chicken and waffles? That was pretty good.
1: They got those two right. Every other one has been so wrong.
0: They've been wrong.
1: They've been They've been so off the mark and just weird tasting and you know i absolutely love potato chips i know so now i'm like where do i buy these because i feel like i should buy all of them I mean, and i'm sure try they're walmart
0: them. they're, they're national Nash- they're i nationwide. have not
1: seen these
0: oh they, they just came out a couple weeks ago i'm sure if we went to walmart they'd have them.
1: i'm not going to
0: walmart i know you're not going to walmart but i'm sure if <laughs> if you were to go to walmart
1: when i look online to do my grocery shopping i don't see these chips
0: I'm sure if you were to go to Walmart, I'm sure that. I have to physically when I go, go when I go when I go to Walmart or when Target you or whatever. Physically go. I will buy you a bag of cheesesteak chips and then you can try them.
1: Okay, because I'm I don't have faith in these.
0: you don't have, just have faith in the Lay's flavors in general.
1: I I love Lay's favorite brand of chips. I don't have... Better faith. than hers?
0: You like Lay's better than hers? Oh,
1: yeah. I, you I like didn't Hearst, grow up on hers. But
0: you like those Her's sour cream, was it salt and vinegar, whatever They're it They're
1: the um, kettle-style yeah. boardwalk salt and vinegar. No, I didn't grow up on hers. I grew up on Lay's. I don't, it doesn't
0: matter what you grow up. What do you like better?
1: Lay's in Wachusets. Um
0: Wachusits. Yeah,
1: you what don't, know nothing,
0: <laughs> you don't, you, you don't know nothing about that. What is <laughs> You don't <laughs> know nothing about that. Whomst man's is
1: named Wachusets. You don't know nothing um, about that. But... I just when I see this I think of the primos chips which I do not like.
0: Really the hoagie chips?
1: Yeah, you keep buying them. I don't like them. I don't know how many times I have to tell <laughs> you I do not like You get a
0: big chips. bag for 3 bucks.
1: Yeah, and you keep buying these big bags it's $3. and you barely eat chips. Yeah, I don't so eat you chips. eat some and then the bag just gets thrown out. And I think you think I'm eating them, but I'm not. I'm throwing them out when they get stale.
0: You're throwing out my $3 bag of chips? Yes, I am.
1: Stop buying them or buy the small bag for you or whatever. But anyway, when I see these, I think of those and Mm -hmm. it just is not appealing to me. But when you go to Walmart. Yes. Because I'm not going. You grab these and the Nashville hot chicken ones.
0: Because those are probably good.
1: See, I think the problem is they put the seasoning on. And sometimes with like meat stuff, it doesn't work the same. It doesn't work the same if the meat's not with it. Maybe you. if you eat it with a Gino's cheesesteak because you. the seasoning complements it, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is. But like I said, there have only been two of these, and out of the many that have been created by Lay's that I enjoy dill pickle, which is still something they sell. Mm hmm and the chicken and waffle, which...
0: I don't they think sell. they sell... I think that was a temporary thing. No, they still sell do the they? dill. They do? No, no <laughs> Not, the chicken, no, chicken and waffle.
1: Yeah, that they don't sell. Yeah. They still sell dill. Yeah, dill still out. Do they sell them around here? Because I remember yeah. having yeah. to get them on the West Coast, but I, they they do still sell dill.
0: Yeah. I'm intrigued. I will try these. I'll also try the pizza chips, although I've never had a flavor of pizza chips that ever tasted good, um, really.
1: I don't, believe, I don't even like... Uh, pizza rolls. There's those
0: pizza little triangle things. I forget what they were called. Remember the chips? They were triangles. Um, they weren't like potato chips. Were we kids? Yeah, we were children. I mean, know, people I know, know. You know what I'm talking about. They were like pizza um, chips and they were shaped in triangles and they were pretty good.
1: You know, I would, that's not um, something I would have eaten. I yeah. wasn't a big Doritos pizza. You were triangle. eating Massachusetts chips. Wachusetts.
0: W- Wachusetts chips. You weren't down for the pizza chips. If anybody knows where they are, let me know because those are really good. But they don't make those anymore. So if you try these Gino's chips, please let us know, JohnAppetite at gmail.com or JohnAppetite Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are going from chips to fish and chips. On the other side, we're talking about Giuseppe's Market at Samuel's Seafood. You're listening to the John Appetite Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number two of the show. We're talking about Giuseppe's Market at Samuel's and Son Seafood. Now, we mentioned it before, but quite a few episodes back, we had a chance to sit down with Bill Bradford of Samuel's Seafood um, for an episode. And he took us behind the scenes of Samuel's Seafood, showed us how the fish comes in and how it's tagged and how it gets sent to the different restaurants and things like that. But he also showed us the retail front end of Samuel's Seafood, which is called Giuseppe's Market. Um, and they're again they're located in South Philadelphia again right attached to the warehouse or the uh, the fishmonger, 3400 south uh, south Lawrence Street right near the stadiums um, down in South Philadelphia and you can go there and get literally restaurant quality seafood and bring it home that same day and cook it up and all sorts of great stuff. Now in the current situation they have a walk-in market or you can call ahead for a curbside pickup, which we've done a couple of times, uh, which has worked out very well for us. They also have delivery, um, home delivery as well, available Tuesday through Saturday. They'll even deliver here in, in South Jersey. It's like
1: fifteen bucks.
0: Yeah, it's like fifteen bucks, thirty bucks again, depending on where you're. Uh, um, yeah. if, if they basically, if there's a restaurant for and us, it's fifteen bucks. Yeah.
1: But when you put all your stuff in, it tells you they'll
0: tell you. But if there's a restaurant in your delivery in their normal delivery area, they'll deliver to you as well.
1: Yeah, it's funny because when Roy went to do pickup this last time. Um, I was driving from, where was I coming from?
0: Um, you were in Malton or whatever. Oh,
1: picking up my groceries from, uh, Wegmans. Cause I don't go inside there either. Um, <laughs> but I just let him put it in the car and I was driving back because the thing was Roy was going to go to pick the fish up and I was going to pick up the groceries from Wegmans. And as I'm driving home, like five minutes from my house, I end up behind the Samuels and sons truck. And we stop at a light, I take a quick picture, and then I send it to Roy and I say, see, if we let them deliver, this would probably have been the truck to deliver our Yeah, fish.
0: yeah, yeah. So they definitely, we know they deliver in South Jersey. We definitely know that. Um, again, delivery is available Tuesday to Saturday. But if you just want to go to the uh, their, their retail store, it's open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday to Saturday. Again, you can walk in um, directly into the store, or you can call ahead for curbside pickup. So, again, however you want to do it, Again, they're pretty accessible, um, and they're flexible for your your various needs. We've done this a couple of times. We'll probably do it again. Um, the seafood, the quality of seafood. Probably, we will do. Yeah, it again. the quality because of seafood is now. outstanding. I mean, again, it's not shouldn't be a surprise because again, they this is what they do. But the quality of the seafood that we've gotten from them, the quality of everything that we've gotten from them, not just the seafood, um, has been amazing. I mean, this is really good stuff. Yes. We talked before. One of the things we bought. Uh, I we buy all the time. I guess from them is their shrimp. These oishi, oishi shrimp. Yeah, that's how, that's how it's pronounced. Where are these from? Where are they from? They're I like. All um, you go check no, no, that's report. fine. Yeah, because we have a bag all all the time now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we buy multiple.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they have these oishi shrimp. We talked about this again on our Samuels and Son seafood episode. These are some of the best shrimp I've ever had in my life, man. These are fantastic shrimp. Um, these are these aren't the shrimp that you get from Walmart these aren't the shrimp that you get from Acme these are high quality shrimp and again the prices I'll say that the prices of the seafood here they're extremely reasonable like they're They're, real they're small
1: batch they're sustainable um yeah I don't know
0: yeah no they're Oishi shrimp they're fantastic um but like I said like all the prices of all the stuff that we'll talk about Mm
1: -hmm. now chemical antibiotic hormone free like they are they are good um yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So the shrimp prices and everything else, they're all reasonable. Again, in some cases, it's less than the grocery store, like with the crab meat. Um, yes. Because they, again, Samuels and Sons, they do their own canning of the crab meat. And if you go to the store. No,
1: no, they don't can that. Well,
0: they, who cans it?
1: It's the blue, whatever. But it's people, it's, but it's not them? No, they don't can it. They sell it. It's like, think of them as the wholesaler. Okay. Well, so whatever. You cut out the middleman so you're not getting the upped price that you get in the grocery store. Yeah, so whomever cans it. You get from them from Giuseppe's for 7.99 what in the grocery store is going to charge you 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you want crab meat, get it directly from from Samuels and Sons. Um again, but they have all sorts of great things. Um We love the sea bass. Yeah, so let's start with I guess let's start with the fish. So what cuz we've ordered a lot. A couple, a couple of times. Well, we've ordered the seabass, the Chilean seabass, multiple times. Multiple times. The Chilean seabass is a. This is a one. And again, it's a lot cheaper than you would go to get at Whole Foods.
1: For those of you who who cook with uh, Chilean seabass, you know it's not a sustainable fish, so the price is outrageous for it. You get a really good deal when you get it from Giuseppe's and Sons. Uh, if you're someone who goes to restaurants and you eat it, you know, you're not getting a Chilean sea bash dish for less than 30, 35 bucks. So, you know what, what I'm talking about. The quality is fantastic. I, lo- you, I I can't even mess this fish up when I cook it because it's just so great.
0: And we got the black, back, black bass too, right? Uh, did the first get- time or no?
1: Yes, we got we black bass. Oh, the freshness of the fish here. Trout. Uh, yeah, we had trout. Oh we tried God. trout lad, uh, for the first time yeah. a couple weeks ago. That neither was very one good. of us had ever tried trout, which was weird because it was like, have you had trout before? No. Mm, let's get in and see. Fantastic. Definite fans will definitely be buying the trout again if it's available.
0: So uh, what other fish? We had the halibut too, right?
1: Uh, We have gotten halibut from them, which is always better than when you get it, you know, flash frozen Frozen. from grocery stores like we normally get it. Right. Um, We have their cod, which we haven't tried yet, and I haven't cooked that yet, but we will be cooking the cod this week. We've tried salmon. Oh.
0: The salmon, the salmon's different. The salmon is different, and we buy yeah, salmon like, a lot. From we Sam's. buy a lot of
1: salmon, yeah. So, their Atlantic salmon blue like our grocery store salmon, obviously, out of the water. Um, so this time around, we are trying the shrimp, uh, the scalps from them. I usually will get those from like a Wegman's or a grocery store. So, we're gonna try the salmon, uh, the scallops, which I'm sure are gonna be fantastic. But everything that we've gotten and we've cooked. I couldn't mess these things up if I tried because the freshness and just the quality difference from what we get at the grocery store versus what we get from Giuseppe's. You can just like if I put two dishes in front of you, one from Giuseppe's and one from my normal way of purchasing, you would be able to on the first bite just tell the difference. It's just so worth it. And even if you like you buy it and you're going to have to freeze some of it. But we have a food saver, so... Well, first of all, it comes in bags, which is fine. But with us, I I like to portion it out so that when we unfreeze, we're just unfreezing what we're cooking for dinner that night. So I will take it out of their bags and kind of... Um, Food saver it in mine. If you don't have a food saver and you're someone who likes to cook and someone who likes to buy fresh ingredients, I highly, highly recommend getting a food saver. I bought it years ago and didn't use it initially. I just figured it was on sale. I'd get it. Maybe one day i use it. But now I just use it for everything, especially when you're buying quality meats and fish. And fish. Um, you'll want to have something like that because a lot of times with quality meat and fish, it doesn't come to you frozen. So... um you're able to kind of vacuum seal it, keep it fresh packed, and put it in your freezer for when you need to use it.
0: Just to kind of follow up on your, your um, last point, you talked about how everything everything comes portioned. Um, so everything comes portioned and everything comes in like a cooler type container Then when you get it, when you go for your curbside pickup or for when you're your walk-in pickup, you have a nice cooler and it kind of give you, you know, you can get it home fresh and get it home, you know, safely and all that stuff. Um, I do want to mention—I should have mentioned this before. When you do the curbside pickup, again, you just you, you park in a spot, you, you call a number, they'll come and they'll deliver your food, and you can check it and make sure everything is good. Um, the first time I went, they actually called me—called me like 45 minutes later. Like I was basically home, and they called me. to let me—they just said, "Hey, was everything fine? You know, how was your order? Did, you know, did it come out promptly and all that good stuff?" So, just a little customer service things like that, which are which are always great. And again, I'm not surprised by. It. Um a place like Sam's and Sun seafood, you know because they're you can, we can tell you can tell that their attention to quality is is a one
1: now what about the things that we got that were not seafood? Related? Well,
0: not even that, just just before we get to that okay. again, they have other seafood as well they have mahi mahi. They have red snapper that talks to you. They have <laughs> mussels. They have clams.
1: We have to go through everything. Oysters. We we've only scratched the surface of the things that we're buying. We What we try to do is we try to buy things that we can cook in a relatively short time. We don't want anything sitting. And that's just how we've always done our shopping. So um, we buy just enough for like two weeks of food and then we re-up again. So, yeah, so next re-up will be re-up. Yeah, next. we'll
0: try some different things. Like, again, oysters and clams and mussels. Excuse me. They have lobster tails. They have crab legs. They have crab meat, as we've talked about before. That's just the fish and seafood. They yeah, got more than that, but that's just some of the fish and seafood. They have other stuff as well. They have pork products. We've tried their bacon before. Their, uh, the, I think it's the Curaboda, Curaboda bacon. Yes. Um, And they have pork chops. Their ba- that bacon is some of like I told you now. This is like the richest bacon ever. Like This is the bacon that you get when you go to... Uh, the restaurant and they just have the side of bacon. Yeah, like it's that kind of bacon. It's it's that kind of oh, it's like why am I paying you know eight dollars ten dollars for like two slices. two slices or three slices whatever slices of bacon and then the bacon comes out and it's like this like thick cut you know rich fatty bacon and you're like all right I, I guess so like, I I get it now. We yeah, so it's
1: something that you can do the million what is it the millionaires bacon millionaires uh, bacon yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so so we tried the bacon and bacon's awesome. They also have eggs and butter. Pasta, olive oil. We've gotten the butter Chicken. before. Chicken. Um, they also do various what they call they call the packs, like family packs. So if you wanted a, they call it a sushi pack, you can get multiple different types of sushi grade fish, and you know different accoutrements that you need to make sushi at home. You can get that from them. You can get a pasta pack from them. that has pasta and sauce and olive oil and all sorts of good things. And they have other different meat packs like as well.
1: All kinds of fish packs. So if you don't want to think about it and you just know that you want seafood that you can put in your freezer and cook. Mm-hmm. And you have, or you have a big family or what have you, these packs are great for
0: right. them. You get a couple pounds of salmon and a couple pounds of cod and a couple pounds It's kind of kinda like yeah. when you
1: go to the butcher and you get the meat packs and right. they put like beef, chicken pork and you don't really have to think about it you just order That, that They kind of have a similar concept there with seafood.
0: Yeah and I, I heard or I read somewhere that coming soon, because again they have their own um, house specialties um, every now and then. They had some before we didn't, didn't get a chance to try them but I saw online that they're supposed to be having, supposed to be selling um, this this crab gravy coming up very soon. So they make their own crab gravy in house, and they're going to sell like the tubs of it for like I think it was like fifteen bucks um, for for like that. five pounds of crab <laughs> gravy. I am going to destroy that. Whenever <laughs> that hits the street, I am going to destroy that. I am looking so forward to that because again, we know how we know how the other stuff tastes. I know that crab gravy is going to be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I'm. I gotta check the website like every couple days. <laughs> We're gonna put that up there. That's how. That's how excited I am about that. Um, but again, this is Giuseppe's Market at Samuel Seafood. We highly, highly recommend if yes. you like seafood. And even like Chanel said, even if you don't like it, because they or have chicken.
1: Part of you guys like it, and part of you guys don't. Like in a household, they have other things there. So if you're looking to do your like shopping for that week or for the month. Um, you can probably get away with doing a lot of your protein shopping at Giuseppe's.
0: Yeah, they have yeah, all sorts again, pork chops and chicken and you know bratwurst, bacon cheddar burgers. Yeah, you can get you can do pretty much all of your like you know, the protein shopping at Giuseppe's. Some awesome awesome stuff there. Again, check them out again. Their website is giuseppesmarket.com. That's G I U S E P P E S market.com. Again, they are um Again, the retail front end for Samuel Seafood. Again, we highly, highly recommend them. Awesome, awesome yeah, stuff. We'll
1: be placing order probably next week. Yeah.
0: Again, they deliver, and yeah, walk in and curbside. So however you want to get it. Again, they will they will get it to. I think over, deliveries over a certain amount. I think over a hundred dollars. Whatever. I don't want to say that number, but deliveries over a certain amount of money money in the city, I believe, are even free. Yeah. So
1: in the city, not and now. If you're in South Jersey, not free. It's not free. Not free. Um, <laughs> but it's not expensive. Like I said. Um, when I was considering delivery on our first order, I think it came back as fifteen bucks, which was to me worth it. But Roy he wanted to go pick it up, so I let him.
0: Sometimes you gotta get out the house. Sometimes you have to get out the house. You gotta you gotta as some people say you gotta scr- you gotta scratch your legs. Scratch. Yeah, scratch <laughs> scratch you out a little bit, um and, and leave the house. So yeah, so and again it's right across for those of you in Jersey. Are in Philadelphia. It's right across the bridge, right near the stadiums. You can literally walk to the stadiums from the site, so it's right down there. Um, again, not you know you in and take out a drive, you know. in and out. Um, but if you want to learn more about Samuels and Sons Seafood in general, again, please check out our episode. Um, again, it was a little whiles back, a while back, Samuels and Sons Seafood. We were also a guest on their podcast, yeah. uh, the Monger. So if you want to check out their website, you can check us out talking about Joan Appetit on the Samuels and Son Monger podcast as well. That is it for segment number two. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we have some upcoming events to tell you about, and we have invitations for Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetite Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number three of the show. I just got um, criticized by the way I ended the last segment <laughs> on this show by the I other the not. other 50% of this podcast. It was podcast. A, critique. a critique, yes. It was a, <laughs> it was a critique. Um, we have um, an upcoming event to tell you about, a very cool upcoming event to tell you about. This is a, we talked about pop-ups at South Philly Barbacoa. Um, and like we said, over the month of August, various chefs are coming to the acclaimed restaurant to kind of do their own thing. Um, for a a residency usually like three or four days this week august 11th through 13th um, a chef named chris paul who worked at the garces group and star restaurants group he is coming to south philly barbacoa for a haitian creole pop-up called La k he's done this a couple other places um, but south philly barbacoa will be the home of it again august 11th through the 13th Um, this menu includes some really good looking stuff there's some haitian fried chicken with fried plantains there's seasoned fritters. There's other Haitian delicacies as well. Again, this is uh, Chef Chris Paul. His Instagram page is Chris Paul Chef, all one word. So you can check out the menu on his Instagram page because all the de- details are there. Um, he's taking the orders either through, I believe either through his Instagram page or through the phone. But again, all the information, you can check out his post on Instagram. Again, Chris Paul Chef doing a Haitian Creole pop-up, La at South Philly Barbacoa this week from uh, August 11th through the 13th. So check out the South Philly Barbacoa page and his Instagram page for more information about the Haitian Creole pop-up this week. All right, now it's time for our Sunday dinner segment. This is the portion of the show. We hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good. Other times it's something bad. It's always something noteworthy or at least know what it is. A little bit of a break from us talking about the food from the podcast or it was designed as that. However, we typically somehow find a way to work food back into the conversation somehow and I believe we're doing that this week.
1: So, I don't know if it's food cuz I don't know what it is. Mm. Okay. So, my Sunday dinner invite goes out to all of these people these. who are receiving seeds From an unknown source and planting them. Why? I just want to sit down with these people and ask why. Before we even heard that the department of agriculture or whatever the government department is started telling people don't plant the seeds. Before that, because that's happening now and people are still planting these seeds. If I got something in the mail... And it was unsolicited and it had writing and I don't care what language it was in, but if it was not in English or Spanish, because a lot of times in America we get both English and Spanish. So if there's an English version of the language and then Spanish, I'm still kind of questioning it because it's unsolicited. But if it's English and Chinese or English and Russian or something like that, I'm really kind of questioning it, knowing the environment we're in right now, and I'm probably going to throw it in the trash. People are receiving these seeds, and they're planting them because they want to see what's going to happen. Think about that. You get something in the mail. It's like, oh, I want to see what's going to happen. No. Clearly, these are invasive (laughs) plants. Someone in Kentucky, and I bring this up because this week, someone in Kentucky planted it. They didn't plant. Thank goodness they didn't plant it in their garden. They planted it in a pot. It grew super fast. And then she called the State Department of Agriculture, and they told her to burn the plant. She tried to burn it. Guess what? It wouldn't burn.
0: Let it burn. So, so
1: they told her to double bag it and throw it in the trash. People don't watch documentaries. <laughs> they don't watch like, they don't read. Because if you read, you know that, the, or travel. They don't travel. Because what are you told even when you go to Hawaii?
0: Even when you go to Hawaii. Like, no, I
1: mean, Hawaii is still America, but what do they tell you? No plants, no, no fruits, no no, seeds.
0: Nothing agricultural of any sort. You Can you take from, you know. Or to Hawaii (laughs)
1: because of invasive species. Whether it's meant to like, it might even be something, not even be something that's meant to take us down. Even if you don't think, In terms of that, if you just think in terms of there are let's take New Jersey, there are species of plants that are native to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. If you introduce something from another state, Montana, that's not native to New Jersey. It could very well kill the plants in New Jersey, overtake them. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? People lose money. People like it just you mess up the environment. There are just certain things that just should not happen. So, if even if you think along those levels and all the news stories about bugs and fish and stuff that are introduced in places they don't belong and the havoc they wreak on the ecosystem, I mean, people be serious. Like, why would you plant something unsolicited? It's just not smart. Regardless of if you believe like it's from China and they're trying to like kill off our food source, or if you take it that extreme, you're (laughs) like, what? I don't care how you think. Just think about the ecosystem and think about when you like go to Hawaii, how you can't do that, or if you go to any other country, you're just not not supposed to bring or take away seeds. It's and this is where I come back to: these are people who are not reading. These are people who clearly don't watch like documentaries or travel because if you do any of those things, you know why it's important not to plant seeds in your environment when you don't know where they come from. Ugh, I'm sorry. I know that's a weird kind of topic to talk about, but I just don't get it. It's like, it's cl- it's just like someone sends you a powder and tells you, oh, if you mix it in your water, but it's unsolicited and you mix it in the water and drink it it's the same thing to me. It's just like, it makes no sense. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know people are probably like, what the heck is she talking about? I don't know why that irks me so much. It's just like, cause I guess because we live in between two farmers and these people, uh, that's how they earn their living and they sell vegetables and stuff. And I can just imagine if I got seasoned, I just decided, Hey, I'm going to go in my backyard and plant this. And I completely destroy their crops. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's what makes me sensitive to something like this. Do you think that's what it is? No. What do you think it is? You watch a lot of TV. But I read about the seeds. Like, it, it, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. You don't care about the seeds?
0: No, 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 no. I'm just let that go. You don't care like about I, the people who live next door to us with I their have, I have thoughts. I will just let that go, though. I think it. I think it. I think that's a nice way to end that.
1: <laughs> well, you have thoughts about the seeds. No, I, I
0: mean, my did. my thoughts are the same as yours. Okay. My okay. thoughts are the same as yours. Well, let me just say very briefly, one, we know that there are a large percentage of Americans who clearly did not pay attention in science class. We yeah. know that. So I'm okay. going to leave that there. That's okay. that. I
1: got you. I got Number
0: you. Number two, hoops is out there just planting <laughs> random things that you get from people that you do not know. That's it. That's it. That's, all, right. I gotta That's okay. all I got to right. say. That's all I got to say. This is just the randomest thing. If somebody random sends me something and asks me to do, they didn't even ask me to do something with it. Just sends me something or and or asks me to do something. I don't know you, man. Exactly. <laughs> I this. do not know you. I don't know you. And I randomly playing. This ain't Jack and the Beanstalk. No. But Jack bought the seeds. Yeah. So what are we doing, fam? That's uh. it. That's all. That's all I got. Okay. All right. All right. My Sunday dinner invite goes out to CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is a shooting guard on the Portland Trail Blazers. He is currently inside the NBA bubble down in Orlando. CJ McCollum, he is, according to a lot of people, I don't know because people debate this a lot. He is either the or one of the premier wine connoisseurs in the National Basketball Association. Okay. He has his own wine label, McCollum Heritage Ninety One. Okay. Through a partnership with Adelsheim Vineyards, so he loves wine. He loves wine so much that he brought wine with him to the bubble. Okay. How many bottles of wine do you think C.J. McCollum brought with him to the bubble? I mean, you know, you're going to be there for a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, how much wine can you drink in a couple of weeks? You're practicing, you're playing games, whatever. C.J. McCollum brought 84 bottles of wine with him to the bubble. That's not terrible. He's got a team. You know, you're gonna yeah, he's give, going give, give, to share. He's going to share. He has turned his room, his hotel room in the bubble, to a kind of a wine cellar of sorts. He keeps the temperature in his room at 60 degrees when he's inside the room. What? (laughs) And in the mid to high 50s when he's not, just to keep the bottles cool.
1: Are you serious?
0: The 84 bottles are in boxes. They're out of the light. And he is keeping his room as cold as possible to keep his room as cool as possible. When I saw this, I'm like... Wow, CJ McCollum can bring those wine bottles to our house because our house is freezing all the time (laughs) and those bottles will be safe here because it's also an icebox in this house. (laughs) CJ McCollum's wine of choice is an Oregon Pinot Noir for those of you who are curious. I am 60 degrees. He must be sleeping in sweats all the time because that's very cold for Anybody except for this house. <laughs> That's not um, true. So, shout out to CJ McCollum again. I'm very curious now. It is cold to, in this house. To, <laughs> it's freezing in this house.
1: <laughs> it's freezing in here. Um, but I, I thought I was accommodating you. You no, thought you were accommodating me. No, you I accommodate myself when
0: I raise the temperature. You should accommodate the, the electric bill when I show it to you next time.
1: <laughs> no, I thought I was like
0: Actually, I need keeping to raise it for you. I gotta raise the temperature now because, man, oh boy. Yeah, you don't see the electric bill. So you do not understand don't have the accommodation. Put our business
1: in the street, man. I'm just saying, every, no, everybody's electric bills high now, like no, 95 degrees. No, but degrees. you, but you're putting our business in the street. That I don't see the bill. You don't see the bill.
0: I said the electric bill. I didn't say the bills. See, You put that out there. You put that out there. You Stop put putting the my bills. business in the street, man. I didn't say the. I said our ah, bill. I said our ah, bill. So therefore, CJ McCollum's not paying for that air in the bubble. So I understand. Crank it as low as you want if you want to keep your wine bottles. Ah, uh, cool. I'm more intrigued now by his CJ McCollum Vineyards wines than I was before, and I'm to try to order a bottle and see how good it is. See if it's good enough to bring uh, 84 not bottles worth.
1: Eh, I'm over Pinot.
0: You're over Pinot Noir. Yeah. You're more Pinot Grigio yeah, fan. I'm over it. You're more Pinot. You know what else you're over? Apparently, you're over your cell phone. It's sad. And I left this at the end of the end. Of the I, I was wondering
1: if I was gonna get away. You're not
0: gonna get away. I am. Apparently, fifty percent of this podcast is is, is, is it's, thinking about it's strongly considering is thinking about leaving the Android family and going to the competitor. I am going to the enemy.
1: I am. That iOS is calling me.
0: Hercules Mulligan over here (laughs) is thinking about getting an Apple iPhone. It's it's
1: calling me, man.
0: I don't know why, when for the last 10 years, I don't even know how long you've had Android phones. Since since Android's been out. Since
1: Android's been out.
0: You've had an Android phone. We've had an Android phone. We've been an Android house. We've been staunch supporters of the Android platform. It syncs with a lot of stuff that you have. But we have MacBooks. However, again, you have a MacBook. And iPad. You have a MacBook. You have an iPad. So now I understand why you I, I get it I, I don't understand I get it I and those new it. iPhones are really nice yeah. they are really nice phones but I'm not gonna st-
1: be a, a, a iPhone chaser though, you gotta like stand for
0: something or else you'll fall for anything
1: I haven't completely decided you can't convince me otherwise but but,
0: but the thing but is I'm
1: strongly leaning the
0: way that and the reason why this is happening is because literally her phone has just been paid off and as always, when Verizon, when you have a phone that gets paid off, it starts acting, acting funny. Acting up. This happens all the time. It's not just an Android thing or an iPhone thing. No. I don't even think it's just when a Verizon thing. When you outright
1: own these mini cars. When you own
0: the phone. When you own a, I don't know, I guess it's like a $1,000 device. Because now they, they got to pay yeah. for these phones now. Before they used to give them to you for free. Device. They used to now give you things for thousand free. $1,000. Now, once you own the device, all of a sudden, hey, it doesn't work as a, the way it used to. No. So... One of us is considering an iPhone. Yes. I just had to put that out there. If now, I'm
1: going to pay another $1,000, man. I, might I, go I ain't going to you. With my other I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not going to lie
0: to you. I'm not going to lie to you. And that's why I kept it at the end.
1: You coming
0: to? I ain't coming. I don't think I'm coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I get one, you're coming over. I, I don't think it. I'm coming. I know it. But
0: if I come, then you're going to be FaceTiming me. I can't be having that.
1: I'm not FaceTiming you. Face-timing. I see you every day, all you're day. Be, you're be I'm FaceTiming done with
0: me. you. It's like, ah.
1: Please. I don't. I don't Praise talk timing. to you on the phone with my face now. Praise you got timing.
0: Facebook. Can't be doing that. So no, no, you it's you nothing.
1: Have
0: Duo. I don't, I don't. Nothing. Nothing for nothing. No, those Apple phones are nice. Again, like, I thought about it. Guess I didn't think about it. I'm telling you. I, I can't say. Look, the new ones come out in open. September. If they hit me with something in September, I might consider uh, it. But that being said, be the new stuff that the new things in the in the Apple iPhone, the thing, the ones they re- released earlier this year, is the stuff Androids had for years. Like the dual screen thing, you can you can have two two apps open at the same time. It's the same stuff Android's been doing for years. It just looks nicer. Sometimes. Their
1: cameras are better too. No, 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 who's got the best camera?
0: They're probably at the a tie. It's probably a tie. That's a, a tie bit. between the what? The my phone and then then the Apple the new Apple. Well, I
1: have the first. We well, got an version old. Yeah, you got an old, your old, phone. Yeah, they're
0: newer pissing me off. Yeah, newer <laughs> newer phones have, have better cameras. So, better but, than
1: iPhone cameras and all those apps. Like if you've got you the new use. Pixel,
0: you've got the newest Pixel and the newest iPhone, they, their cameras are really similar. But
1: what about the apps, though? What,
0: about the, what apps?
1: The apps for like. What What? What apps? What, like what, what are you apps doing? Apps
0: for. You do five things on your phone. No, what about <laughs> apps
1: for like brightening pictures and all that stuff? I don't know. iPhone has better
0: apps. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Tim Cook. I see where this is going. So, we will be a split household coming up We don't know. I haven't
1: decided. Oh, we don't know.
0: Because again, I I said, like, they're really really nice phones.
1: No. That's all I'm saying. Is there
0: a new Pixel coming up? There's a Pixel 4a that just just dropped. Um, Uh,
1: And I haven't heard anything about it. So, what does that tell you?
0: It's because you've been in the iPhone uh, Reddit forms (laughs) 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 trying to figure out what's going on. I know the vibes. I know the vibes. (laughs) But no, I left this at the end because I'm not saying I wouldn't move either. That's all. Okay. That's all. If you have an iPhone, let us know because we're curious because we've never had one. No. Neither one of us ever we've had
1: we an and we used to talk trash on them and yeah. everything, but now. But if you
0: recommend one, please let us know. Again, for those insane. of you listening an hour in, john Appetite Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. At, g- at, g- at gmail.com. That's it for this edition of the Joan Appetit Podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. But there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you...
1: John Appetit.
0: Moon out with nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at Moen.com slash